0: Mm. Happy birthday to you <laughs> You live in a zoo <laughs> You look like a monkey
1: and You smell like one
0: two <laughs> I say
2: Welcome to the Central Park Zoo Most animals know a lot more than we think
0: Mhm I know that's right
2: They have feelings We don't belong here, it's just not natural. This is all some kind of whacked out conspiracy. They make plans. Today we're gonna blow this dump. I did it! And sometimes... I wished I could go...
0: to the wild!
2: They want more out of life.
0: The penguins are gone, so why can't I? The penguins are psychotic. Didn't see anything. This summer. This place is crack a lacin.
2: DreamWorks Animation presents.
0: Here come the people. Oh, I love the people. Oh, oh, I can't. You downstairs. Yeah. Oh, Lady, what is wrong
2: with you? Bad kitty. Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, David Schwimmer, Jada Pinkett Smith. It's the man. We've been ratted out, boys. Madagascar.
0: Cute and cuddly, boys. Cute and cuddly. On here this energy this time hello hello we are here in the wilderness of madagascar in the jungle on the island to witness nature and the wild and the foliage here on dream jerks podcast the show where we watch every DreamWorks animated film in order, no matter what. Welcome to Dream DreamJerks dream makes the DreamWork. Oh, I got to pull up my... No- there they are. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. I can't stay at that low energy the whole time. It wasn't going to work. I'm Kenneth. Hello, I'm your host. I've thrown myself off completely by starting that way down there. John. Yeah, welcome. Hello, kenneth that that was a bold choice starting uh starting with the low energy (sighs) a choice on madagascar because madagascar is such a high energy film there's like yeah we have a lot to unpack about the energy of this film yeah that is one of the main takeaways that i had from it and uh i'll never start an episode of low energy again it just doesn't work (laughs) this is not an Uh... npr (laughs) show yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and i i don't think there's a dreamworks movie that really starts off that way i i can't think of one unless i mean we haven't seen it yet yeah i think we're past all the ones that would have been appropriate for that mm, yeah you know spirit they're all in the re- they're, they're, they're all in the rear view now yeah <laughs> from and now here on yeah now we're stuck in the fog going ahead on our trip <laughs> Through all the DreamWorks movies, yeah, we're in Crazy Town now. <laughs> we are in Crazy Town. Speaking of Crazy Town, do you have your phone ready to uh, play just in case any trains go by? I, I, I do. I did. I don't know where what happened to it. I had it right here. Oh my god! You want me where to call you? Go? Yeah, could you? Yes, I will. Call, I will the call heck you. What happened to my phone? Where's Where's my phone? I'm looking all over for it. Oh, I found my phone. Okay. I'm going to call you. I'm calling you right now. Oh, hold on. I'm getting a call. Um. Hello? Hello? Hi, this Hi. is Kenneth. Hey, I have, I have you on speakerphone. Speaker uh, I'm in I'm the, in the, the middle, middle of something phone. right now. Can I call you back later? Hold on. Wait, I'm busy. I'm on speakerphone. You're on speakerphone. Speaker I'm on speakerphone? I have you I on, on speakerphone. Speaker I have you on speakerphone. Okay, but okay, I'm I'm busy, I'm busy, right, busy now. right now. Yeah, I, I'm busy, busy right now. Right now. Okay, okay, hold on. Hold on. Well, well, I found my, I found phone. my phone. Okay. Um, um do you, have your, you phone? have your phone? Yes, I have my phone. Okay. okay. Well, well I'll just call, I'll you call, call you, when you back, I'm back, back, back I'm when I'm, when I'm done, done, with done. done with this. All right, sounds good. Okay. All right. All right, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, we have a guest today. I'm sorry about that. I just got a call from somebody. Oh, that's alright. We have a we have a guest. We have a guest. It's our friend Maddie. Hi, Maddie. Hello,
1: Internet. Hi, Kenneth. Hi, John.
0: You're You're coming to us from the bottom of the Grand Canyon right now, right?
1: Uh, about a mile above the bottom of the Grand Canyon, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's close enough. That's closer than either of us is to the bottom <laughs> of the Grand Canyon. Wow. <laughs> Uh, cause you're Maddie is normally a friend of ours here locally in Orlando, but right now she's off doing cool, like wild girl stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I escaped the city to run away to the wild. So I really identified with this film.
0: Yeah. I, you're, it's like you are Marty.
1: I am Maddie, Marty, Marty? actually. It's the same.
0: Is there something? The names are even similar, kind of in a way.
1: <laughs> you can't hear it in my voice like I am Marty.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, do we have any any like extra info right now, John, like any any word from uh, like history tidbits or, or bonus information that we need to get to before we start uh, in on this movie? um well let me see if i can look some of that up uh so history tidbits are you talking about like about madagascar or no just about anything any any new information about dreamworks or anything that uh that we should discuss at this point oh um i don't
1: you know think no one's anything
0: re- no one's really come up to me about shark Tale. Which is probably how people felt whenever Shark Tale first came out. (laughs) Well, no, I take that back. No, I mean, it made money. Yeah. People saw Shark Tale. They all went to see it. I don't know, man. No, no one's really, you know, wanted to come up to me and say, how dare you talk about Shark Tale that way? It's like, yeah, nothing happened. I did have a few people just like message the Instagram over the past, like between episodes and uh just say like hey i like the show so that was cool so if if you did that thank you um but they none of i don't think any of them came to me with with any like information or uh trivia you know oh yeah no one no okay well i guess we'll just get right into it then we we've had enough shenanigans on the top of this episode i think (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) Uh well okay let's get right into it Madagascar Madagascar This is the launch of Dreamworks's second franchise. yeah So that's pretty exciting. Or I guess it's the third if you count Joseph King of or is it Prince of Dreams King of Dreams Joseph King of Dreams King of Dreams yes the Prince direct of Egypt It was yeah. A, yeah like a Prince of Egypt spin-off direct to video. So I guess that's the first franchise i mean if you want to call it that i do okay and it was it, it died immediately no more yeah yeah so this is like the second proper franchise madagascar released may 27th 2005 in the united states directed by eric darnell and tom mcgrath written by mark burton billy frolic i like that name Eric Darnell and Tom McGrath, uh starring Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, David Schwimmer, and Jada Pinkett Smith, with a budget of seventy five million and a box office of five hundred thirty two point seven million. Wow. Uh DreamWorks is on a streak here. Yeah. Hit after hit. Yeah. What were the the last couple were were shark tale did huge shrek 2 obviously was a big hit yes what was before that sinbad not uh, since yes yeah, sinbad and then uh spirit i want to say yeah so, so it was like after uh yeah after shrek 2 they they started kind of learning what works for them right or at least that so they thought yeah Missed the mark on Shark Tale, but, um, but I mean, box office, it worked. So this is like three financial hits in a row. Right. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) John, will you remind us what happens in this movie as fast as you can? Sure, man, I can do that. Uh, man, I'm trying to find this list of all the DreamWorks animated films that I always pull up and it's like, pulling up just a random list of like all of the DreamWorks movies, but like live action anyways. Live action is a mess, man. Yeah. Like from Dream- just DreamWorks pictures in general. Yeah. Like like War of the Worlds and and Saving <laughs> Private Ryan and stuff. Yeah. Huh. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want animated. This isn't what I want. This is what yeah. I. Want. Small soldiers. We're not looking at small soldiers. Yeah uh do, do you want do you want me to do the timer or do you want to do the timer what do you want uh you do the timer okay you have your phone right i do <laughs> okay right here in my hand okay good <laughs> uh hi hello i watched madagascar and i took notes about what i saw in the movie and i didn't look any plops plop pull plop <laughs> Plot synopsis. I'm changing my notes to call this the plop summary now. Plop
2: summary.
0: <laughs> oh man, are you raising your hand, Maddie?
1: Oh, oh no, I was um doing a bloop, but just real quiet. A plop summary. Oh okay. <laughs>
0: a silent plop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I've got... (laughs) Listen, do you have the timer set up? I have it ready. (laughs) All right, I'm just going to get started whenever you say lights, camera, action, okay? Okay. Lights, camera, action. A zebra is daydreaming about running free in the wild, which... Also includes a chorus of singing and flying penguins when all of a sudden his dream is interrupted by a lion. Alex the lion wishes Marty the zebra a happy birthday. People start to arrive at the Central Park Zoo where our characters Alex, Marty, Gloria the hippo, Melman the giraffe all live. Four penguins break into Marty's habitat and tell them that they're breaking out into the wild where they all belong. Later that night, a birthday party is thrown for Marty where his birthday wishes that he could go live in the wild. His friends dismiss him, but later that night, Marty escapes the zoo and heads to Grand Central Station to head to the wild, a.k.a. Connecticut. His friends escape the zoo to find him, and when they do, they're surrounded by police and captured by animal control, where they're boxed up and put on a ship heading to Kenya. The penguins, also captured and put on the boat, hijack the boat. Because of this, Marty and his friends are thrown off the boat and land on an island. They think they're in the San Diego Zoo, but come to find out they're in Madagascar, which is filled with other wildlife, including the horniest lemur lemur ever king julian alex and marty fight because marty wants to be in the wild and alex wants to go home king julian wants to use alex to fight off the wild cats called uh fossa uh alex starts to go feral due to not having meat for several days and runs away to be with the other predators the boat arrives back on the island where the penguins decided that antarctica is too cold and too boring marty runs to find alex marty is chased by the fossa alex saves marty everyone fights off the fossa our friends return to the boat but the boat is out of gas the end (gasps) a minute 19 Yay! Fantastic. I think that was my fastest one yet. I think so. Yeah. You know why? Because this movie is just... It's clean. It It is. It's it's so... uh, efficient. And it's, like, plotting. (laughs) Because, like, there's fat in terms of scenes where there's just a scene where they'll talk, and they'll talk for like what seems like 10 or 15 minutes about one thing and the scene will just play out. But in plot synopsis, synopsis, call it plop synopsis now. <laughs> um <laughs> plop synapses. Plop synapses. <laughs> um but yeah it's like a scene happens and it's just like a one sentence of Marty and Alex fight. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they stretch that out for like 15 or 20 minutes. Be like, hey, we got a pad time here. We got to make this movie last. Yeah, um, Maddie, you you specifically wanted to talk about Madagascar out of all DreamWorks movies. So what what is it about this movie that brings you here today?
1: Well, I did. I uh, I like Madagascar because I love African animals. I think I have a pretty strong connection to the characters just from existing in the theme park world. And then more than anything, I would like to go on record and speak my truth that King Julian did awaken something in me um, sexually. (laughs) I have always thought that he's very hot. I still think he's very hot. Uh, I know for a lot of young people who grow up liking boys young simba does it for them young simba didn't do it for me but king julian um was just some kind of chaos and all i could think was like i like this and i stand by that yeah he's hot
0: i have a feeling you're not alone i feel like i hear people just talk about him in that way kind of a lot yeah um
1: yeah he's an icon
0: he is uh, well. Gary last last time called him a, a pansexual icon, and I think Absolutely. that's probably fair. Yeah, right. I think that's it, accurate. He'll take on all comers. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. There, those parties are definitely orgies. Oh yeah. <laughs> right there. Is how a, do you think? <laughs> how do you think they got to be so many lemurs on that island? Yeah, there's a those ton of them. Lemurs got it. <laughs> And that's why, to... uh, <laughs> that's why Mort is is so small and dumb, is uh, <laughs> the amount of, of of just like inbreeding that's happening on that island with all the and that was and was that it? was one of the quotes, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, from that's Alex? a joke. Is, from Alex is there must be some kind yeah. of inbreeding happening here.
0: Yeah, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I'll. Who, who, who wants to start who wants to jump dive into something to dissect okay. usually i think it's like or go maddie go maddie
1: okay i've got one so top of show beginning of film uh realization alex the lion is a park merchandise dork which i think that all of us who have been in the theme park uh, sphere can really relate to. And I, for one, love that he only buys the merchandise or takes the merchandise. I don't know what his currency system is. He acquires the merchandise with his face on it. And I love that commitment to himself. It's really beautiful.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because I think a lot of theme park performers do that.
1: Yeah, um, I couldn't name any, if a... not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's true. He he talks about the snow globe that he gives for Marty for his birthday. And he mentions to Marty, this isn't even out on the shelves yet. So it's like, how did he get his hands yeah. on the snow globe? It, it feels sometimes like he... The movie establishes that the animals can't talk to people, but some of the in, like relationships that they have with the zoo staff kind of implies that they do talk to each other and they have an understanding of like, he can go get exclusive merchandise before it's released or like they're looking for the zoo management when they're in Madagascar because they think they're in a zoo. Like, I don't know what, why they think that they will be able to have a discussion with them. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, at one point where Alex, well, it's like in the evening when they're all getting their little individual meals where the, uh, I forget what it's called. It's that silver dome that goes over food to keep it fresh. Yeah. I don't know what the dome would be called. I guess like a lid or yeah, like a but cover. All those covers are, are shaped in their heads yeah. as they're being carted <laughs> out everywhere, which that's pretty, uh, that's pretty extravagant. That's fancy. Yeah, that's very the, fancy. This zoo is, is on one hand, seems like a really crappy zoo where, like, all of the animal enclosures are tiny and uh, not really separated. It doesn't, like, Gloria's pool is, like, barely bigger than she is. Yeah. And it's, like, right next to the zebra pen, which is just a pl- plot of grass, like, in a square. Yeah. <laughs> no bushes, Nothing. But then the zoo has also invested s- enough money into these specific animals and their personalities to carve or to sculpt their exact heads—not just a lion, but Alex's head; not just a zebra, but Marty's head. You know, <laughs> like- yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. And and when they're when they're getting their food for the night, Alex is being pampered by several like zookeepers. They're, they're all like uh, blow drying his mane. Yeah. And he's not attacking him whatsoever. He's just laying back and enjoying it. So I guess, yeah, maybe there is an understanding between them. It's like, hey, we're going to take care of you. Please don't eat us. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to start here. Before watching the movie today, my my v- opinion of this movie was always that it's not as good as people seem to think it is. Like I had never really had that m- positive of an experience watching this movie. I had always kind of thought that it looked really ugly and, and rudimentary and that it wasn't particularly funny or interesting. And today that my experience was like completely positive. Like I loved it today and I don't know what changed. I don't know what happened.
1: You watched I think Shark Tale. Hmm. I think it's what happened. Shark
0: Tale. This is fantastic. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know what it was. Like, today I liked it a lot. And I was like, boy, this movie, like, really sets everything up right. Nothing happens that doesn't matter. Uh, And if it does happen and it doesn't matter, it's funny enough to justify it. Like, it actually is funny. I like this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, you did have a preference of, of watching... Pixar movies over DreamWorks movies growing up, no? Yes. And I mean, I still I I think I still do in general. Luca if you haven't watched Luca the new Pixar movie on Disney Plus fantastic. Absolutely loved it. It's so simple and pure and good. Spirit Untamed if you haven't seen it, go watch it on Netflix. It's a horse movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're competing against. Oh, which, by the way, I do have to mention, Kenneth, uh, Travis said he was going to see uh, Spirit Untamed in the theaters uh, because it's not hashtag hot horse summer without him uh, (laughs) backing this movie and getting behind it. So, Travis, if you're listening, if you're out there, yeah, you're you're doing the thing and we appreciate you, bud. You have your hot horse summer and uh, I'll have my hot horse summer a different way. (laughs) (laughs) will it feature horses no (laughs) it's just gonna be a hot summer then (laughs) i'll make a galloping noises (laughs) no don't do that clap 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 it's hot outside outside. just experience the heat of summer (laughs) um so let me let me ask you this: uh, What Pixar movie kind of came because uh, came out around two thousand five? Because Finding Nemo came out two thousand three. Yeah. So what was after that? Toy Story two, maybe? No. So after in two thousand four, which would have been the year that gave us Shark Tale, uh, that was The Incredibles, and then two thousand five was Cars. Okay. So kind of picturing cars competing against Madagascar cars is very detailed. The animation looks uh, crisp, smooth. Yeah, Um, there's a lot of great, beautiful wow moments like seeing uh, the waterfalls and and seeing the 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 rustic nature of being out in the middle of the desert uh, in Radiator Springs comparing that to madagascar which the animation feels like really quick it, it it's like the characters sometimes move very like almost inhumanly or inanibly like quick yeah like, <laughs> so it's like it has this sense of realism and then the, those parts of animation happen and and it kind of takes you back going well i don't I don't like this i think so maybe maybe that's a part of you seeing this movie whenever it first came out after seeing cars and going "Eh, i don't know if i like this yeah i think well i think what i never appreciated about this movie before now is just how cartoony it is um so like the look of the animation is super stylized and cartoony which at the time i think i was comparing it to pixar and thinking like this looks so fake and like blocky and dumb Uh, but now I think, I think it also kind of, uh, like came to my attention because of the types of jokes that are in this movie versus the types of jokes that are in Shark Tale or in Shrek 2, which are very like Tex Avery, like, you know, Looney Tunes type cartoony jokes and gags, which then I was like, oh, it's the whole thing is just super cartoony. And that's what they were going for. Because I always thought it looked like cheap or unprofessional, but no, it's just supposed to look super cartoony. Okay, I could kind of see that. Yeah. Um, Maddie, so did you? So did you see this movie when it first came out, Maddie?
1: I did. I did see this movie when it first came out, um, and that honestly, watching it might have been the last time that I saw it was in the theater, which I didn't realize, but very possibly could have been.
0: Huh. Wow. So was it like? Did you remember a lot of it as you were watching it um, for this?
1: I did. I, I remembered, you know, King Julian as if it, we just met yesterday. love him so much. Uh, <laughs> but there were some, uh, if you don't mind me jumping way forward to a joke that's in the film, something that occurred to me today as an yeah. adult. So, uh Alex builds his statue to try and get the attention of any passing ships after he and Marty have a big fight and divide the island. And the statue gets lit on fire and Alex says, darn you all to heck. So Madagascar coming out (laughs) in 2005 and me being a child in 2005, I had an understanding of parody and references. I thought it was referencing the Disney live action Haunted Mansion that had just came out where... Is this, can I say bad words on this podcast?
0: Yes. Yeah, you can.
1: Yeah. Okay. So in Haunted Mansion, live action, spoiler alert, uh, the butler says, damn you all to hell. And I thought as a kid that this was a reference to that. Uh, so I just looked it up today. Turns out it's a reference to a movie that probably everyone's seen, but all I do is watch movie musicals. So I don't know anything about Planet of the Apes. Turns out it's like a direct shot for <laughs> shot reference to Planet of the Apes. So I learned that today. Oh. But in my kid brain, I've that never was seen like, pr- it was a Haunted Mansion reference because that movie had just come out and like, DreamWorks makes fun of Disney. Ha ha, ha. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, have you seen Planet of the Apes, Kenneth? No. Okay. I haven't seen it either, but I've lived in this society long enough where I've seen all of the good parts of Planet of the Apes. Right. To the point where yeah, I haven't seen it, but I understand the references. Like I'll, you'll see a lot of examples of the one of the first scenes in the movie where all the humans are being rounded up by the apes with nets and then apes are riding horses and then they're capturing all the humans that's been done in like Simpsons, family guy, all these other cartoons. There's that's been referenced this reference with, uh, Alex on the beach and he's on his, uh, hands and knees. And he, he's saying, darn you all to heck as, as he's looking up at this Liberty statue that's been burnt. Uh, that's the, uh, twist ending to, uh, planet of the apes where Charlton Heston, is uh riding on the beach because he thinks he's going to go back home, or he's he's trying to find out why he's on this planet filled with nothing but like eight people. And he goes to this coastline and he goes to this beach where he's told he shouldn't go. And he, you know, he gets off the horse, he falls on his hands, his knees, and he's like, You blew it up, damn you, damn you out of hell. And the shot shows the Statue of Liberty. The sunken into the beach and yeah. and like the, the twist is that spoil <laughs> well we're, we're spoiling everything for everyone uh he was on planet earth the whole time right yeah just in the Good. in the distant future right yeah So that is yeah i mean i've never seen it but i i've that's one of those twists that is i think is just kind of out there it's like darth vader mm-hmm. it's like the sixth sense you know oh yeah this is a. This was from a time before spoilers were something people were uh, concerned about or careful with. Yes, <laughs> not, not like today. Well, I take that back. There, there are some people that will get on Twitter uh, and spoil like the Marvel TV series stuff or movie stuff. Yeah, like those those kind of like more big event things that happen. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, but they're being trolls. I think back then it was just like. People just didn't know that other than anyone would care. <laughs> oh, that's true. How did you feel about the uh, old lady in Grand Central Station that just pulverizes Alex? I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I felt about. that. What do you mean? <laughs> I, well, I'm because she's a recurring character. Brace yourselves. Wait, what? Yeah, we're gonna see her again in Madagascar too. <gasps> you didn't know either maddie
1: no no
0: yeah well i uh, you know again you know most people have seen these films already and, and and i think i saw a clip i can't remember who was watching madagascar 2 someone was watching madagascar 2 somewhere and i walked by and it was uh just a random clip and that old lady was in that clip And she was fighting Alex again for no reason. Yeah. Other than people must have saw that and producers went, oh, people like that scene. Oh, we should do that again in the sequel. Yeah. Somehow, some way, make it happen. (laughs) That's interesting that they would be like, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it was funny. I thought it was funny that like, you know, Everyone assumes that this lion is vicious, which, I mean, I guess is a safe assumption. It's better safe than sorry, you know? Um, yeah. But she is fearless. She kicked him in the nards twice. <laughs> I like the word nards. Yeah. That's from uh, Monster Squad. I was about to ask, what's the Monster Squad quote? Is it Wolfman's got nards? Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Monster Squad, Maddie?
1: No, I haven't, but you've sold me on it just based on Wolfman's got nards.
0: It's a crazy movie. Yeah, it's a crazy crazy 80s uh movie think Goonies mixed with Universal Monsters.
1: Fabulous.
0: And that's pretty much it.
1: I'm sold. Mm-hmm.
0: That's all you need to know. Yeah. There's a shot of like all the group of kids walking over the hill into the sunset holding frankenstein's hand um so you know it's just lovely
2: yeah
1: good good wholesome family entertainment
0: good film yeah and dracula picks his five-year-old girl up by the head and says to her give me that amulet you bitch so you know
1: (laughs) so good wholesome family entertainment fun for all ages yeah yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) oh what a movie um I liked that I liked the story in this movie. I thought it was really interesting that like once they're on Madagascar, Marty is like trying to help Alex kind of get in touch with his wild side without realizing that like Alex will try to eat him, you know? Like he doesn't realize that like he is what lions would eat in the wild. Um and I was just like this movie is like it's it's like the story is deep and and impactful in a way that only applies to like animals <laughs> you know <laughs> like I can't think of a I can't think of a human relationship that that applies to you know where you would be helping someone identify with their natural instinct to destroy you <laughs> without knowing it you know
1: <laughs> Okay that
0: would be Go ahead. Maybe, Go, Maddie.
1: Maybe something slightly dark on, on this same topic. Uh, did y'all catch the joke at the beginning where uh, Marty's lost in Times Square and he's talking to the police horse and the human police officer is on the phone and he asks if he can shoot the zebra? Because I don't know if that's a joke that would uh, play, yeah. play but how relevant.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up because I noticed that too. I was like, this police officer... His first and only instinct is to shoot whatever he sees. Yes, whatever is yeah.
1: different, whatever he's not used to, must shoot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's a horse in Times Square. Uh, not a horse. There's a zebra in Times Square. Can I shoot it? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, don't shoot it. Yeah. That's so much paperwork. Um, yeah. uh, I so, like that the horse... Is an officer, though. He's like, thank you, officer. After <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Maddie, I cut you I, off.
1: I think the horse calls him an idiot, which is like, I, I think fine and thematically correct. But talk about like a human parallel to this story is like, yes, there's still police brutality against animals in this film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, you know, who I think is also one of the breakout characters of this movie who I kind of, based on kind of like all of the, you know, theme park presence and like animated shows and stuff, you kind of forget sometimes how like in the original like film, certain characters that kind of become bigger have almost no part in the original movie. And that's how I felt about like King Julian and Mort and Maurice of like, they're really not in the movie a lot, but Mort shines the little (laughs) the little squeaky voice annoying one voiced by andy richter he's so funny (laughs) he's great he says he says a line that i've heard i've heard i have friends who say this sometimes when they see something they love but he's like i you hate him compared to how much i like them (laughs) and i (laughs) love that yeah Uh, That's a good point, though, because, uh, yeah, they get the the show later on with All Hail King Julian. Yeah. Where I guess they they get more time on screen. But also with the penguins. I mean, they they have like one, two, maybe three, four parts in the film. They're they're featured for like two minutes (laughs) for every quarter of the film. It's it's when they, they break into Marty's exhibit or habitat, when they hijack the boat. (laughs) yeah uh when they go to antarctica and which is a great scene that's like 30 seconds it's like (laughs) yeah and then when they arrive at the end of the film and that's it (laughs) yeah i guess you're right yeah and they're they are pure like plot movement characters Mm
2: -hmm.
0: like everything that happens in this movie is because of them and they just like show up, they cause their little havoc and then they leave. And it's like, it's just, it, you know, it's just perfect. I love it. Now you're making me question as to whether they were added because they were like, the the writers went, well, we got these four characters, these four animals that are in Central Park Zoo. How do they get out? Why do they get out? Yeah. Okay. Well, what if we had penguins? Okay. All right. And the penguins tell the zebra that we, they belong in the wild. Okay. All right. So he gets that thought in his, in his brain. Like I don't belong in the zoo. I want to be out in the wild because he's already daydreaming about it. And he's like, well, gotta go to Connecticut. That's the wild, right? Go to the (laughs) wild. Misses the train, gets on the boat and, and the, and you know, they're going to Kenya. They're going to Africa, which happens in the sequel. But the penguins hijack the boat. They turn the boat after private hacks in the computer. Yeah, completely on accident. <laughs> or not I on mean... accident, but like without knowing how. Yeah. And uh, oh. hold on. I think continue. Go ahead. No, okay. you go. You go. And uh, they wouldn't have turned back to Antarctica. I mean, they, they went to Antarctica saw how cold and lame it was and we're like let's go back and then the boat comes back to them so yeah this the penguins are the plot device for this entire film
1: yeah no they penguins, trigger no everything plot. they, they do they're all of it
0: no penguins no plot man Maddie you've got a ton of notes written on your on your paper there uh hit us hit us with some 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 topics
1: Okay, I think that maybe I was watching this film through the eyes of somebody who has really only consumed Marvel content recently. So I was looking for, like, (laughs) Easter eggs and themes. So a few things I picked up on um, that we could really read into if we wanted to. First, when we're in the city, both in the zoo and Times Square and the subway station, we see a lot of clocks, a lot of prominent focus, on clocks and then in the wild no clocks what does this mean does it mean that we're so time bound in our city life and we all need to take a step back i think there's an overarching theme here that we could really read into if we wanted to so many clocks right off the bat Mm. you could track exactly what time everything was happening up until they're on the boat um so there's a big one for you so if you'd like to uh if any any theories is it
0: mephisto like <laughs> <laughs> it's mephisto um i did notice when they're in uh grand central station M- melvin, melvin. melman melman yeah. i i hit myself whenever i saw his name in his pen i thought it was melvin for the longest time it's melman like Hellman's, but with an M. Melman's mayonnaise. <laughs> Melman's is no. not a mayonnaise I want to have.
1: No, no thank Giraffe you.
0: mayonnaise? No, thank you.
1: Hard pass. And, and,
0: and sick giraffe mayonnaise. <laughs> um, um, no, no, but but God, what was it? Oh, yeah, his, he has his head in a clock, and he says, yes. guys, we're running out of time. And I yes. was like... I see what you did there. Good, good gag. Good, 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 good <laughs> joke. That's the joke. Um, but yeah, I wonder if you have a point there, Maddie, because because you know it, we start on Marty's birthday. He's turned ten years old. His life is half over, <laughs> um, which I love. I love just like referencing the natural lifespan of an animal <laughs> and treating it, you know uh relative to what we know for humans um but he is kind of like i've spent all this time doing nothing in this little enclosure with just having people look at me what am i doing you know yeah he has his midlife crisis yeah Clo- hey. <laughs> clock <Hey>. is ticking. <laughs>
1: clock is ticking midlife crisis man
0: so you're right You're right, Maddie. It is Mephisto.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we all agree it's Mephisto this time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, What else you got? Okay. Again. Or
0: unless you have more to say about this.
1: Ooh, no, I got something else for you. Now, unless I blacked out in the last part of the film, we never got any payoff to the Connecticut references at the beginning and i know that's kind of like a checkoff gun plot device like if you mention connecticut at the top you kind of gotta like shoot the connecticut at the end of the film i would have loved in that last bit where they're standing on the <laughs> boat thinking about where they're going like one of them could have just been like, oh connecticut but no connect we just we just make so many jokes about connecticut up top and then we just drop it completely and i don't like that i would have really liked to pay off for huh. that joke So I would go back and revise the script. I could go dub one of the voices. I could probably do Ben Stiller.
0: (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Do your best Ben Stiller impression.
1: Oh my gosh. I feel like my Ben Stiller is just all dodgeball quotes, only dodgeball quotes.
0: (laughs) Which isn't really his like natural voice that he uses for Alex. So it might not.
1: But you could probably get away with it. Again, Um, with enough enthusiasm, (laughs) I think that's really what matters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if if I would consider that a Chekhov's Connecticut thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I do. I do love that (laughs) phrase. (laughs) Because it was kind of just like. That's an interesting point it it makes me wonder if there if, if there's a connection to Connecticut. Where... Yeah, like like why specifically Connecticut? Right. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it, I mean Connecticut Hartford. I wonder if it's I wonder I'm if sure. the reason it's Connecticut which has a C, it it's spelled Connecticut. They were just like we need some reason to connect the dots between staying in the zoo and, and going to, to grand central station and getting out.
1: See, and now you're so... thinking like a Marvel fan. I want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> why is it Connecticut? Why ki-
0: <laughs> Just because of the word that there, there it's, the, that's the connection. <laughs> In no. their minds. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See, I thought they would have said something like upstate. Like upstate New York. Yeah. Where it's not as wild as as the city. But, I mean, there's still some towns and, and communities up there. But it's, you know, pretty open spaces up there in upstate New York. Yeah. Somewhere... But- I, I also think it's funny that Melman kind of just knows about where other like things in other places, you know? Yeah. Like, like he knows enough about the San Diego Zoo to assume that that's where they are when they're on the island. Um, yeah. He knows about Connecticut. He knows about like all his medicine and stuff. Uh, yeah. He knows the directions of how to get to Grand Central Station, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah. Why does he, he does know so He knows a lot much? of things for being a sick giraffe yeah why does he know so much well he he's not <laughs> sick per se he's a hypochondriac yeah but the but the zoo gave him a lot of medication <laughs> and he can't talk to them so i have to assume that he needs all that medication <laughs> right but he was on <laughs> the island of madagascar for how many days without medication oh. like three maybe four yeah, yeah. What is that one Hulu show based on the true story of the girl who killed her mom because the mom was making her stay sick all the time? The Act is that what it's called? (laughs) Bob's (laughs) Burgers. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, John Lane. What to make, John Lane? No, that's all. That's me. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. Uh, interesting. All right, why Connecticut? Can I just say I, with as someone who is is starting to have mild—I wouldn't say I have back problems—just mi- like mild, relatively frequent back discomfort and neck discomfort. The way that they treat Melman's neck in this movie, oh my god, is horrifying.
1: Horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> And as a person, as soon as he
0: shows up in that box,
1: bad, terrible. Go ahead, Maddie. As a person who used to work at a safari themed attraction for a long time, all his talk about animal mechanics and how animals move, everything about him was so right except for that neck of his why oh, does really? he only oh yeah every time he bent oh, over okay. the way he ran everything was fantastic but why does he only have 3 vertebrae everyone in orlando knows giraffe have 7 just like humans <laughs> why is <does> it <that laughs> <happen> like that <laughs> it may be very cuz this movie
0: was made in Burbank <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> but there's all the animatronics. or maybe
0: the movie was made in Connecticut
1: maybe it was made in Connecticut you might be out of something could
0: be they don't know anything about giraffes there if they had made it to if they had made it to Connecticut he would have just died instantly from neglect and, and <laughs> ignorance of giraffe uh, science
1: Yes, <laughs> but everything about him was so right and so beautiful. That he, he he had a long tongue; it was amazing. He was perfect, a, a, a perfect specimen of a giraffe, even though he doesn't believe it himself. Except for that dang neck of his.
0: <laughs> Although, don't giraffes have like black tongues? And his tongue in the movie is pink.
1: It's kind of like a grayish.
0: Is it?
1: Yeah, his tongue's pink in the movie because they roll it up like a fruit roll-up, the... which is correct. It should like totally roll up like a fruit roll-up. <laughs> That's a giraffe fact for you.
0: Yes, <laughs> I love learning draft facts. And wait, Maddie, give us your 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 Fusa fact that you gave us earlier. You you messaged oh. us with the Fusa fact.
1: Well, I I wrote down a couple of my notes. So I was I was judging both the animal. Okay. I was judging the flora and the fauna as one does. So I was taking a lot of notes on <laughs> the animals as well as the plants. So the FUSA fact that I intended to share with this lovely, wholesome, family-friendly audience is that FUSA are actually solitary creatures. They would not be in a big group like that picking on lemurs. They like to do their own thing. But the fact that I shared with you two earlier Mm. as a preview for all this um, fun, laughs, good times we're having, I'm going to read this. This is from a Wired article (laughs) about FUSA. And... I'm gonna just read it straight from the article cause I don't want to butcher it. This is some good science. Female FUSAs are temporarily masculine. The female FUSA undergoes a strange developmental stage during adolescence known as transient masculinization, unique to FUSAs. She develops an enlarged spiky clitoris that resembles the male's penis and secretes an orange substance on her underbelly which is usually only seen in mature males. Adult females lack these features. It's unclear what purpose this transient masculinization serves, but scientists hypothesize that it protects juvenile females from either sexual harassment by adult males or aggression from territorial females. And honestly, that sounds pretty useful.
0: Oh, this is a long train. This is one of our usual little short ones. Oh, okay, it's gone. Thank you for for that
1: uh For that
0: Fusifact. Tra- for that fusa fact, and I'm sorry that the train break interrupted it. But yes. Yeah. Fusa facts I, I I kind of forgot, Maddie, that you worked in close proximity with wild animals oh, for yes. a long time and that you probably know a lot about them and that this can be a semi educational program today.
1: <laughs> oh yes. Yes, welcome to it's it's basically PBS. This is very educational programming which is yes, yeah. part of why, again, the people don't need my resume, but they should know that I, I know some things, some approved facts about some African animals. So yes, that's just part of why I got excited about seeing Madagascar. But I think that it's probably good for a family <laughs> film that they did not talk about this, this aspect of the FUSA. But if they ever wanted to make like a Madagascar after dark cut or something, this could be a really neat plot device. Like, Right. Sexual harassment in the Fusa community and how the females protect themselves. It's very uh very good topics.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I mean I haven't I've seen a lot of them the King Julian show, not all of it. So it's possible that they do touch on that subject later in the series.
1: Or don't touch. It's spiky. Um <laughs> Yeah.
0: Look, but don't touch. <laughs> yes. Look at this episode about <laughs> transient masculinity
1: from afar in the fusa.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that fusa was a real animal. I kind of thought that that was a made up word that the lemurs made for the for the bad cats. Um, yeah, because <laughs> it, it just sounds made up. It's it's a silly word. <laughs> yeah. It, it it sounds like uh, it, it yeah it, it sounds like a silly fun word to say like fusa yeah like, you, you don't expect it to be like an actual animal yeah right? so it felt like not knowing that it felt like oh this is just you know what they call them and, and as as far as what kind of you know feline or cat they are yeah it doesn't matter they're just known as the fusa which could be like lemur slang for uh, the bad bunch or right uh, the gonna getcha you know, <laughs> something <yeah>. like that <laughs> um, the fusa gonna getcha
1: yeah exactly uh, That's what oh. it sounds like <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's like it's like the rhythm is gonna get you yes yes they should have called them the rhythm yeah. <laughs> um like when i was started watching all hell king julian whenever it first came out on netflix and I heard him calling them the Fusa, I was like, that must be something from the movie that I just don't remember because I don't remember that movie too much. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like even when I used to watch this movie, or not when I used to watch it, because I think this is maybe only the third or fourth time I've ever seen it, but I feel like I don't remember even liking any of the characters very much, and today I liked all of them. I mean, the main four. Like I always liked the lemurs, Um, and the penguins but like the main four I think I always thought they were kind of bland and and boring but today I I was on board I liked them (laughs) yeah so I don't know
1: see I gotta disagree with you. I enjoyed this I always liked the characters never liked the plot and I don't want to be too divisive but I don't think this was the best plot but I think the characters were the best and that's why they have such lasting power and so many spin-offs and so much like presence in entertainment, both live and digital. Yeah. Cause the characters are awesome.
0: For sure. Yeah. It's definitely the strength of the, of the series is based on the strength of the characters, but I always thought that it was based on the strength of like the secondary characters, you know, the penguins, the lemurs, like, these were the stars because the main four are not that interesting. Um, but now I think it's more just like, you know, those main four, those actors are too big and their voices are too normal. Whereas like King Julian is Sasha Baron Cohen, but he, it's a very imitatable voice, you know, like a, a good impressionist or voice actor can mimic that voice. Whereas Ben Stiller's voice Or Alex's voice is just Ben Stiller's voice, and it's hard to get somebody to like mimic that correctly enough to get away with a sound alike. You know? Yeah. Yeah. the The four main characters are just the actors' voices. They're they're not. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> hey, I, it's happening again. That's no, cool. the, two trains. Technical difficulty. Um, technical difficulties on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Perish the thought. The listeners don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know what happens behind the scenes. True. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. Yeah. John, yeah. how'd your some podcast go? Oh, you know, it was all right. We had a lot of issues in the beginning. <laughs> uh, you know, stuff wasn't working. We couldn't get stuff done. But you know, it eventually happened three hours later. <laughs> <laughs> that Shrek two episode. Goodness. Woof. Yeah. Hey, it it, it, hey. it all came together in the end, though. No one knew. Can I can I recite one of my favorite quotes from this movie? Yes. Julian at one point says, "What is a simple bite on the buttocks between friends?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's all I have to say about it. It's just a <laughs> that, he he's very open.
1: Sex positivity. It's good.
0: Yes, he judges, but he's very open.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the way he calls them freaks and stuff to their face. <laughs> Yeah, just like everything he says is hilarious for the whole movie. Yeah, or or even like he calls them giants at first, and he's like, he's asking where they're from, and they, and they're like, we're from New York. Everyone, welcome to New York Giants. (laughs) Yeah, good joke. Good joke. Good joke. And that's why. That's why another reason this movie. I'll agree with you, Maddie, that the plot is not super strong. Um. But I would say that it, the movie doesn't suffer for it because one, yes, the characters are fun, and the writing is so good, you know, like oh, yeah. the dialogue, the the actual like it's so funny and like clever, and especially in comparison to Shark Tale, which <laughs> feels like it does everything wrong, and is just so desperate to be current and make pop culture references. Whereas I feel like this movie, the only pop culture references it makes are in the music choices. You know, like when, when, when Marty first shows up on the Island, he's like surfing on dolphins and it's playing the, like the Hawaii five Oh theme song. But like, if you don't know what that theme song is, you don't miss out on the joke because it's just appropriate music. Um, for the moment that happens to be the theme song to a show. And if you recognize it, you're like, Oh, ha ha. It's the Hawaii Five O music, but like, yeah. that's as far as it goes. And I feel like they do that a lot of the time, but like any of the actual jokes are either character-based jokes. Um, uh, more like cartoony gags. I love the Fusa are always like pouring salt and pepper on any animal that they're about to eat. <laughs> that I love yeah. that. Um, I just love like overly cartoony stuff. In in any in any way, shape or form. You were talking about the uh, music cues or music jokes or references. Yeah, I think one that kind of because I've seen the movie before, but by rewatching it, I I audibly laughed out loud whenever uh, Alex is starting to go feral. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when whenever they're at uh, whenever they're with the lemurs and uh, Alex is showing off his uh, moves that he did at the at the zoo and then he starts to try to attack everyone and then he's chasing Marty and it does that slow mo of Alex chasing Marty and it's playing to the intro theme music of National Geographic I was wondering what it was. I knew that that was something, but I was like, what is that? I thought it was like the Olympics or, or like a sports thing. Yeah. but no, it's nat- nat- And I'm pretty sure that that intro to National Geographic even had like a shot of a lion chasing a zebra. I love it. Yeah. And see how in Shark Tale, um, the record playing baby got back oh no and what you said about that was that doesn't prove you're smart that's not clever the national geographic music on a moment Mm -hmm. of a lion chasing a zebra that's clever and that's smart yeah (laughs) this movie is smart and good (laughs) yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I've got a, another visual reference that I loved again in the theme of like, this is not the joke, it's just something that's happening that you might catch or you might not. Um, beginning, Alex is doing his first like series of like poses. So he first does his like pause up pose, and you see that from far away. And then the, the shot becomes like through a guest camera. And the first pose he does, you can't tell whether he turned over the right or left shoulder, but the first pose he does is either Magnum or Blue Steel. And Zoolander had just come mm. out. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Yeah. I remember
0: that. So
1: good. Whoa. And like, it was Hold really quick. on. It's like a one second gag. It's not like a setup. Yeah. Sh- it just happens and it keeps going. And I was like, yes, Blue Steel or Magnum I don't it could have been either because it doesn't turn but it does the well, lip, they're, like they're all
0: the same yeah <laughs> no no
1: they're turned over different he doesn't shoulders. have one
0: look Kenneth oh is that what it is yeah. Um, yeah so Zoolander came out on my birthday in 2001 I remember that I remember that that movie came out on my birthday because I was like I want to see it but it's PG-13 and I'm not 13 yet <laughs> um so that is enough time for these animators to uh, include oh, yeah. that reference. Four years. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I didn't catch that, and now I want to go find it and look at yeah. it.
1: <laughs> it's so oh, yeah. good. You
0: knew, man. That's amazing.
1: It's beautiful.
0: Wow. And the fact that it's the
1: first this thing. Movie it is, the camera, this oh, movie is. This movie
0: rules. It rules. It's so good.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. When I say it doesn't really have a plot, I don't. Li- Are you I looking for it, right like it Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get it. It's so good.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go find it. I'm going to like my. I'm going to scrub the movie and find this moment. Um, But while I'm looking for that, uh, there's just so much to talk about in this movie. And I like want to talk about all of it. But how long have we been going here? We've been. uh, Oh, we're like an hour in. Yeah, it's not too bad. Should we should we should we start talking about um, theme parks or anything or fast food? I couldn't find any fast food toys for the first movie. No, really? I mean, did you? Me did look you it up. I I only found them for the second movie, the third movie, the Penguins movie, the Penguins TV show, but nothing specifically for this first movie. Um, yeah, maybe I just don't know how to search. Let me see. Oh my God! 2005? I just I just saw it. Hold on! I just saw the Magnum Blue Steel Zoolander reference. Here we go. This is there. It is. Oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> wow! I love it. And it. Yeah, you're right. It's like if you saw it, you're gonna laugh, and if you didn't catch it. You're not going to miss anything. Yeah. It's not a pop culture reference that it, it doesn't stop the movie in its tracks to say, hey, remember Zoolander?
1: Exactly. Remember
0: Zoolander now. <laughs> okay, now we can continue. No, it's just <laughs> sprinkle it in a dash of mm-hmm. Zoolander for those of you who will recognize it and it will not distract from anything. That's I this I loved. this movie went up five notches right now for me (laughs) just from that
1: it's a delight like it's so good
0: i'm so excited (laughs) 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 kenneth i might have found madagascar toys oh yeah what do we got Uh, you want to can you send a link i have to find this restaurant because i've never heard of it before It's time to discover a new restaurant. Yeah. What is this place? What is it called? It's called Red Rooster. Red Rooster? Yeah. All right. I'm on the hunt. I've never heard of this place before. Me either. I wonder if it has anything to do with... It's Australian. Australia. Always bringing us new restaurants to discover. Yeah. Fast food restaurants in Australia... Founded in 1972. Franchising commenced in 79. Uh, products are ro- roast chicken, fried chicken, chips and sides, burgers, wraps, rolls, and beverages. Hmm. This is so... like. I'm going to their website. Yeah. <laughs> I get we have the internet. I get we can... Like, learn about anything and everything. But the fact that I've never heard of Red Rooster as a uh, a fast food franchise with, like, different restaurants all over, like, Australia is blowing my mind. Yeah. Never heard of this place. Well, but we've never... Have you ever been to Australia? No. Me either. Yeah. Vegemite Vegemite has made it over here in terms of knowing about it, but not... Red Rooster. Right. And so have uh Hungry Jack. Men at work Oh yeah, Minute Work. A C yeah. D C Jet. Yeah, yeah. They made uh, it uh Wolf can't Mother Rooster. Wolf Mother? Yeah. If me... if Wolf if Wolf Mother had written a song about Red Rooster instead of about woman <laughs> Well, woman is a little bit more universal than Red Rooster.
1: Rooster, you're a Red Rooster. You're
0: <laughs> gonna be a Rooster. <laughs> <But> <laughs> they have a pro- just... they have a program called Red Royalty. Yes, uh, Red Royalty program get a five dollar welcome voucher just for joining. Well, I well, do you think they deliver overseas? <laughs> I don't know, but you should join. Absolutely, join. They have mm. a roast drumstick meal. It's just a drumstick. <laughs> a side of peas. Oh my God. In oh the juice. In the... Oh. I'm, I'm looking at locations. The website would like to use my current location. I will allow this to help me find the nearest location to me. Um, so the closest... Red Rooster to where I live is the Airport West location, open today until ten p.m. Uh, Cnr Dromana and Matthews Ave, Airport West, thirty forty two VIC. Um, I don't understand that address format, but they Dude. have a drive through and Streets be- Ice Cream. This these guys love peas. <laughs> it's like any picture I bring up, if it doesn't have french fries, guess what? Side of peas just for oh. you. Hey, like, I a... get it. It's healthy. But why peas? Hey, there we they have franchising opportunities. Should we open a red rooster here in Orlando? <laughs> and put it. Right across White Castle. I love what you're thinking. Yeah. So for anyone who is listening to this who is not uh, in Orlando or has not visited Orlando in a long time, there is a an area in Orlando close to the major attractions where they have started opening regional restaurants that do not otherwise exist in Florida, or at least not in Orlando. So they have a White Castle. There's a Portillo's hot dogs, which is a Chicago. No. Is that a Chicago thing?
1: Yeah. Chicago Portillo's cake Mm. shake. Delicious.
0: See, I haven't gone. I haven't gone to either of these yet. What's a cake shake?
1: Oh, it is a thing that's done other places, but Portillo's does it well, where they give you the shake and then they blend up the whole piece of cake into it. And then it's a cake shake. So good. Big winner. It's chocolate, too. Why why have I
0: lived my entire life not having this?
1: John, I know what you gotta do. I've had
0: everything but cake shake, Kenneth.
1: You got a cake shake.
0: (sighs) We have to go. I gotta go to Portillo's. I need to get a slice of cake. No, we have to go to to Portillo's and get a cake shake. We (laughs) can actually go now. (laughs) 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 We can actually go to Portillo's. It's here. (laughs) No, (laughs) I want one now. (laughs) But right now, they have thirteen store opportunities currently available for Red Rooster. Oh, um, I want to be the owner of the first Red Rooster in the United States in Orlando, Florida. Welcome to Red Rooster. How how may I peas you today?
2: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> G'day. Welcome to Red Rooster. Top of the peas to ya. Can, uh, can I interest you in... A membership in our Red Royalty Program? No, I'd just like to get a side of peas, please. Peas, please? (laughs) Yes, peas, if you will. What size peas would you like? Would you like a small peas, medium peas, large peas? Large peas, please. Large peas coming at you, please. (laughs) That'll be 99 cents. Because that's how much peas cost, I think. Really? I, peas wow. are cheap, man. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Catch the peas. peas. I'll, I'll I'll serve your peas out to your car. Just uh, look out for the boomerang flying around. Is this offensive? I don't know if it's offensive to uh, stereotype uh, Australian things. Let's let's not, just in case. But... Peas are like rice. You can have a bunch of them at the same time. Yeah. I've never been the biggest fan of peas.
1: Not yet. Like, I'll eat
0: if there's like peas in like my fried rice, if I get like a Chinese order, yeah, I'll eat the oh, peas. Yeah. But just a bowl of peas. And they are very green. They're super green, dude. And it's not even like instead of fries. There's this meal I'm looking at has chicken, um, what looks like gravy or mashed potatoes or something, fries, and peas. Peas. That's the family favorite. There's <laughs> there's peas, yeah. And then there's this is what, what they crave.
1: just peas, like just an order of peas. The description: <laughs> peas served piping hot to complete your roast meal experience. Available in selected restaurants. Oh, what if you go to the one with that hat doesn't have peas?
0: Oh no! Oh no! Sorry, we're out of peas today.
2: Oh well, no! When...
0: I came all this way for peas. Yeah. I came to Australia to have famous <laughs> red rooster peas.
1: You ruined my vacation. And you're out?
0: <laughs> or you don't even carry them? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Well, when we open our our red rooster location uh, across the street from Portillo's in White Castle, we will have peas. Yes. I'm gonna get peas. the Peas? To appease the masses, I'm gonna get the Red Rooster app. Anyway, they had toys. <laughs> yeah, Madagascar they had toys. 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 They had Madagascar to- uh, toys. Two thousand five. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, it just um... had uh, the the Fab Four, and that was it. And it was just little figures. Oh, nothing like sp- particularly cool or special about them. Nah. Well, not that I okay. could see. Not not from the uh, information that was provided to me i just saw like one maybe two pictures and there wasn't a lot of information yeah it was just kind of like here here they are um D- dip them in your peas well i know that we have at least one australian listener eloise has written to us a couple times eloise if you know or if you have any stories about your experiences at red rooster if you if you like that restaurant um uh let let please let us know about red rooster (laughs) and if you are a fan of peas i apologize yeah uh being an american all i know is french fries and (laughs) potato chips yeah and and greasy fast food because that's all that's been given to me basically different forms of potatoes whether they're mashed fried wedged uh uh, chip string the yeah, waffle. Oh, wow. Man, I yeah. love french fries.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: love potatoes.
0: Eloise, tell us all about Red Rooster. And now we'll go on to talk about theme park stuff. Also, well, before we move on to that, I just want to say I find it very, very, like, I'm, I'm glad to be learning about fast food uh, restaurant chains internationally just by including the fun little thing of were there fast food toys now we've had we have discovered two australian restaurant chains that we didn't know about before yes what was the first one hungry jack hungry jack was it hungry jack yeah okay Uh, the australian version of burger king yes i i thought i was losing my mind because i i thought that can't be right because there's jack in the box why would it be called hungry jack Hungry yeah. Jake? No, Hungry Jack. <laughs> no, it was Jack. Okay. It was Jack. Who Eloise confirmed Jack is not the Burger King. Um, right, he's just hung. His name. Yeah, the Hungry Jack is not the name of Burger King. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, there are fa- or uh, theme park attractions and experiences that exist already for Madagascar. Uh, the main one that I think of is the Madagascar, a crate adventure boat ride at universal studios, Singapore. Oh yeah. Um, which I watched a video of today and it is basically a, just a regular boat dark ride. I'm not really sure why you're in a boat. Um, other than I guess to fit in like the Island, like, you know, tropical Island, theme but there's no drop or anything the boats look like they're the same style of boat that they use on the jurassic park river adventure or jurassic world the ride uh but there's no drops because it's a kid ride so you just go through and you basically watch like an abridged version of the story of the first movie or and it's all it's it's somewhat changed uh to simplify or like I don't know. They make some small changes that don't really matter, but it looks pretty good. Hmm. Um, and then I also watched a video of what's called the Hollywood Dreams Parade, also in Singapore, which it, this parade is awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I got in my head thinking about how amazing this Singapore parade is. How amazing the parade in Japan is that includes like Harry Potter floats and Jurassic Mm -hmm. World floats and like all this stuff. And then thinking about the parade that we have in Orlando and how I just want it to be better than it is.
2: Yeah.
0: I I think the issue with that is... Logistically speaking, they didn't, yes, they did have parades at Universal. But this was uh, during Fright Nights, during early Halloween Horror Nights, they had parades. And then there's Um, the Mardi Gras parade. And there was the Mardi Gras parade, yes. Um, So the idea of doing uh, a daily parade that that's something that the park really wasn't originally designed for. Uh, The park originally was designed for like tours, like back a tours and tours. To be a real working movie studio. Exactly. Right. (gasps) So I, (laughs) so I, I think the issue with Orlando is that they, they kind of were trying to put something together that the park initially wasn't designed for. Whereas places like Singapore, Japan, they had the ability to kind of pre-plan this ahead of time. So that way they could accommodate for for certain features that unfortunately probably couldn't be added to Orlando. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, what what is in the parade route for Orlando that would prevent a better parade from existing? (laughs) You know, like uh, what what's what's in the way? The turn at Starbucks. I mean, the 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 alley that kind of leads to Transformers. The turn at Transformers. Um, the fact that New York is so big and so wide, and and the same could be said for the Hollywood area. But yet, those places where they have to turn and make those connections, especially over at Mills, in between the two. Uh, rides with despicable me and shrek 4d there's not a lot of space to kind of accommodate for a lot of people watching a parade oh you're there's, thinking of of the people watching not necessarily the actual parade well the actual parade too because there's there's a lot of uh cho- choke points along in the route where it doesn't really allow for guests to fully see and enjoy the parade and at the same time it doesn't allow for there to be a lot of like Extravagance when it comes to the floats, they have to be a, they have to meet a certain size requirement, and they have to be able to fit in these certain areas. So you, you can only make this degree of a turn, and mm-hmm. if it can't make that turn, then we can't do it.
1: I do think well, for a while those um like walk and wave then stop and dance parades were kind of the theme park trend because that's very much what Hollywood Studios did with their high school musical show it was lots of things where they'd roll out with like very minimal choreography get to a stopping point and then almost put on a show and then wrap up the show roll back and I think that might have been where Universal took their inspiration for their day parade from was that format but what it lacks is that focal point like a castle or a big hat or somewhere where people are going to stop and gather to watch the show
0: (laughs) yeah right yeah universal well there's the brown derby hat store that's a big hat (laughs) it is a big hat and it is in hollywood
1: Mm, it is in hollywood
0: (laughs) (laughs) which i always get that I always got that confused with Hollywood Studios because they also have a Brown Derby, but it's a restaurant. Right, theirs is a restaurant, which makes me believe the Brown Derby must be a real place in the real Hollywood. But is it a store or a restaurant? (laughs) Or a third thing that both of the parks got wrong? It's a a Schrodinger's (laughs) hat. It exists both as a restaurant and a (laughs) shop until you actually go there and find out for yourself. Yeah. It's... Oh, well, Maddie is on the hunt. She's researching. Um, it
1: appears to be a restaurant in Los Angeles. It was a restaurant, a chain in Los Angeles. But not anymore, oh, apparently. Wow.
0: It doesn't exist is it a anymore? a shop now? <laughs> a
1: hat yeah, shop? Now it's just a hat shop where, like, everybody can try on the same hats, and hopefully everything works out okay.
0: Yeah. So both parks have it right. hollywood studios has the the classic hollywood version as the restaurant and universal has the current less exciting version that is a hat store a haberdashery yes um (laughs) for haberdashers yeah um anyway this parade in singapore rules it has uh, six units i think there's like an introductory gen- general Hollywood unit that has like uh, like paparazzi photographers in trench coats and like uh, Beetlejuice. is There's like one car that has Beetlejuice, some lady I didn't recognize and Woody Woodpecker on a director's chair, um, like shouting into the like little megaphone cone. Um, and that was cool. And then after that is the Madagascar unit, which has all the same characters that are in Universal Orlando's holiday parades, Madagascar unit. So you've got Alex and King Julian on the first float. And then you've got the penguins in like a hitch that's being pulled by the first float. And then there's a second float that has Gloria on it and then there's static characters of mort maurice melman marty and a few other random lemurs um and then the the parade also has shrek it has which by the way their shrek unit has a a a costumed performer of pinocchio which orlando has never had Mm. and we need one Mm -hmm. um and then their parade has a Jurassic Park section and a, like, 90s mummy franchise section, which also has a float of the Scorpion King in his half-Scorpion form. It's awesome. Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow.
0: Uh, and then a final general Hollywood that has Marilyn Monroe and a few other just kind of Hollywoodish looking people. Um, anyway. Those are the Madagascar things I know of that exist.
1: (laughs) You know of another one. There's an Orlando one.
0: Do you you want a Madagascar ride? Well, There's an Orlando one?
1: Yeah. I mean, Holiday Parade, that's a pretty big Madagascar presence. Don't you think?
0: Well, yeah, that's true. I didn't mention it briefly just now. But yeah, Orlando's Holiday Parade has a Madagascar unit, um, which the Madagascar unit of the Holiday Parade, I think, is the best one because it's the only unit that actually has live performers on every float uh Mm -hmm. the rest of them have a lot of just like a float with static characters which they're still fun to see but it's like there's something nothing matches the energy of like actual king julian and actual penguins Mm -hmm. waving at you you know it's so fun um but what what kind of theme park experiences do you think do we think should exist for madagascar that don't Um, I would almost like to see a Madagascar ride where you and your group board a ship and go through the events of what happens with the penguins of Madagascar and it kind of fills in the time frame of what happens oh. to them from the time that they hijack the boat to the time that they land on the island of Madagascar and reunite with everyone so i want i want it to be like almost like a simulator but it's it's a very narrow uh simulation like room i kind of want to mix Star Tours with minions, if that makes any sense. I kind of want it to be along those lines where it's going to put you in, in kind of this uh, uh, predicament where you're unsure if you're going to be safe or not, but it's going to be family friendly. Okay. Um, And the, the ride starts out with the captain speaking. And then he is immediately like, karate chopped in the neck as he is in the film. And uh, the announcement is made by the penguins that says basically we're taking, we're commanding this ship now and our goal is Antarctica. Yes, the wild Antarctica. Where all penguins belong. These guys are all penguins, right? Doesn't matter. We're going there anyways. And through that you you kind of uh, see and hear things like you hear the boxes going overboard. Captain we've lost cargo. Ah, I'm sure we'll come across that cargo later. private <laughs> and uh, and that's like all the four main animals falling off the boat right They go through treacherous waters and and, and the simulators kind of rocking back and forth. Uh, I kind of want them to <laughs> to come across pirates and and have them fight <laughs> off the pirates on the <laughs> ship. and uh they finally make it to antarctica and it gets really cold in the room and they do the whole gimmick where it's like they step out and they step back on after you've kind of sat there for like eight or nine seconds in silence kind of just embracing the cold and you hear the harsh wind outside the boat going (laughs) and uh, the skipper comes back on the intercoms and goes change of plans everyone we're going back
2: he has it to Turns say this out Antarctica
0: sucks. is nothing but cold <laughs> and desolate. Yeah. He's like, change of plans. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately, uh, you know, zip right back all the way to Madagascar. And you see out the port windows. You see uh, Gloria Melman and uh, Marty dancing on the shore. On, if you're on that side of the boat. And, and and they go, Captain, I think I found some friends. Hang on, everyone. We're going in for a landing. Well, as safe as it can be. And then, you know, they dock onto the, the shore and everything. And everyone comes back and they make it back to Madagascar. And they get reunited with everyone. I like that idea. That's That should be like, you know, like they're... Every Madagascar land should have that ride and the one, the boat ride that already actually exists. And that way you get both sides of the story. You get to see the, the, the what's happening on Madagascar and, or you can go with the penguins on their side quest. Yeah. Wow. I like that. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Maddie, did you have anything? Any ideas?
1: I'd like to tack mine on as like a post show for John's in the same vein that there's kind of a post show when you get off the minion ride and there's like the minion meet and greet there, but I want it to feel more intentional. So the traffic needs to flow differently. And I want either a really good puppet or some kind of animatronic that a live performer can control doing a King Julian voice. So a King Julian presence That's not a character costume, but just a voice actor and uh, dance party slash it's not an orgy, but like it's almost an orgy (laughs) (laughs) and it needs to have really good air conditioning because people need that. (laughs) Uh, But yes, very similar. I don't think think that's great standalone, but I think as a post show, that could be really fun. But the the good air conditioning is key to keep people having a good time. I'm like, I know dance parties can be a little bit of a cop out, but I think if you had some really good King Julian voice actors, like leading the party, that that could be a really unique, fun experience.
0: Yeah. And so you're saying like a, a an actual, like more life size, like two yeah. f- or three feet tall King Julian.
1: Yeah. Like two scale, kind of like how when... This could even be the theming of it. Like you get off that ride and then the palm fronds open and you look out and there's King Julian up on a pedestal, like leading the party. And I like to move it. How majestic. It could be one of the songs, but it needs to have a playlist, you know, like a long playlist so that everybody has fun.
0: Yeah, right. It can't be that same song like the minions dance party at the end of right. that right. one yeah. song forever and ever and ever. And um, yeah,
1: it needs to be con- like a continuous <laughs> playlist needs, needs to be a mix. Yeah. Mix. Not just right. like 30 seconds of a song. Because it's a also
0: open. like. Right. Continuous dance party. These are great. I'm ready to green light these ideas right now. Thank you. Also. There was a while where uh, King Julian was doing meet and greets at Volcano Bay, Universal's third theme park, Mm -hmm. the world's first water theme park. Um, uh, (laughs) And he would meet in this like, you know, little area where they have like this camera that you like, you know, scan your ticket and it takes a picture of you and you can look at it later. Um, and so he would just stand right there and you could get a picture with him. And he just looked so good in that park. Like seeing King Julian in Volcano Bay, which is like such a tropical paradise. I was just like, this is perfect. Like he should always be here. He he belongs there. Him and the, the minions in the tourist costumes from Despicable Me 3, they should always be in Volcano Bay. I think. Yeah. Um, all right. Also, okay, you mentioned it, John, when you were talking about the ride that you were d- designing, but well, the moment when they all fall over the side of the ship and land in the water, those b- boxes would not be watertight. And I was freaking out, th- like watching this movie <laughs> and being like, I don't remember how they get out of those crates so they don't drown. How are they going to get out of the crates so they don't drown? (laughs) Like Melman can't get out of there. He's going to die. Yeah. (laughs) He's just going to ride the waves upside down on his neck. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That really freaked me out. Also, I love the, just the visual creativity of that sequence where, they're all waking up in the crates and kind of discovering where they all are in re- in relation to each other. And it's just the black screen until the one, each crate lights up one at a time. I think that's just a really cl- visually interesting and clever way of doing that moment. Yeah. So big props to, uh, Eric dart Nell, and Tom McGrath. <laughs> for
2: coming up with that sequence for
0: doing that also tom mcgrath is the voice of skipper the penguin oh and he's uh mark's brother uh yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, mark went into music and tom went into animation yeah a family of artists yep (laughs) uh Before we continue on that, there is one other scene or one gag that I'd like to touch on, and it's whenever uh, Alex goes over to the fun side of the island, quote unquote, and he uh, gets a drink that's offered to him by Marty. Oh, yes. Seawater and it's all salty and gross and he immediately spits it out and he's like, you guys drink this stuff. And they're like, no, it's just for it's just for show. It's just for tasting. So everyone just continues to take drinks and spit it out right away. And it even happens at the end of the film with all the lemurs. They all are drinking the seawater and immediately spitting it out. Yeah, it's like one of the biggest running jokes of the movie is that they're always drinking water and spitting it out. Yeah, I feel like that that kind of a gag that sight gag and visual gag is almost like it's from like a, a sixties or seventies comedy with a bunch of aristocrats or something like that. And they, and they do the same gag. It it, kind of has the same feeling anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I almost felt like I was kind of trying to watch the movie and, and, and try to see if they were trying to make each line, as if it was, like, the, a spit take, like, a classic spit take being done in reaction to whatever was just said. Yeah. Because that's kind of how it plays. Like, anytime anyone says something, somebody goes... <clears throat> yeah. Uh, like, big spit take. Um, But, like, there's no, like, shocking revelations or, like, dramatic reveals or, like... It's never something that would warrant a spit take, but so I was watching and I was like, is this, is this like a joke commenting on the spit take? Or like, is this just silliness for its own sake with nothing else going on? It's just funny that all these animals are spitting water out every few seconds. Yeah. It it feels like something that that would play in the background of a a comedy film. That's just kind of like it's happening in the background. You see it. It's funny, but it's not the main focus. It's just adding to the silliness of everything. Yeah, this movie is it's yeah, it's silly. This might be the most. Outright comedic movie that DreamWorks has done up to this point. Better than Prince of Egypt. (laughs) <laughs> it might, I don't know, Prince of Egypt is pretty hilarious. <laughs> what, with the baby killing and everything? Yeah, the plagues, what a laugh, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, because, like, you know, Chicken Run is hilarious, Shrek and Shrek 2 are hilarious, but... But this is just silly. This is, silly. yeah, this is pure bright colorful silly cartoony animation yeah. um and it's I like it. I like it a lot. How much would you say you like it Kenneth? Where would you rank it in your list of Dreamworks movies that we've seen? <sighs> this is this was hard to place because I I like it a lot um and I think I like it more after this conversation than I did initially after watching it. Um, but I, while I, I like it a lot and I think it's really good, I don't think that it's necessarily like a great film. You know what I mean? Right. It's not a classic. Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess so. Like it's, it's, it's funny, but it doesn't have everything that makes, you know, Shrek and Shrek two so special, um, with like the emotional, Uh, impact that those movies have and chicken run even you know yeah i i always have to keep reminding myself like chicken run is a perfect movie it is like these these top three of both of the first two strikes and chicken run like those are three perfect movies yes um and madagascar is it's just not a perfect movie and that's not a bad thing you know so i i have it landing at number five so it is um below shrek 2 shrek chicken run and then i put the prince of egypt above it uh really yeah i i i, I think i like the prince of egypt better just because it's it's such a unique movie especially in this lineup and i think it's a it's a better movie um, okay and I go back and forth between whether I rank these in terms of how much I enjoyed them or whether I think like is, am I ranking them in order of how good they are objectively or how much I enjoy them? And I think it has to be like a balance of both. Yeah. Um, I think Shark Tale, objectively speaking without putting my own taste into it. I think Shark Tale is the worst movie on this list so far. <laughs> Wow. But I but I enjoyed Spirit less than I enjoyed Shark Tale, so it's last. <laughs> yeah. Um and I probably enjoyed Madagascar more than I liked Prince of Egypt, but I think the Prince of Egypt objectively is a better movie, so I'm placing it above. Okay. So there's no there's not really a lot of consistency. It's just kind of like how I how how strongly does one outweigh the other, I guess is what it is. Um and so since I didn't have particularly strong uh dislike of prince of egypt or no that's not even the right way to say it like i like prince of egypt and it's a great movie objectively artistically uh whereas madagascar i like it a lot but i don't think it's like a great work of art you know what i mean okay i can see that yeah there we that i, I think that's as cleanly as i can say it <laughs> okay um <laughs> I have Madagascar as my number four. Okay, it's right. It's right underneath Shrek Two, Shrek, Chicken Run, Madagascar, and then you run Road to El Dorado, Prince of Egypt, Simbad, Shark Tale, Ants, Spirit. Mm, okay, so yeah, I didn't you're... go. My go ahead? well, yeah, my I just want to give my full list now to, uh, for reference. Shrek oh, yeah, absolutely. Two, Shrek Two, Shrek, Chicken Run, The Prince of Egypt, Madagascar, The Road to El Dorado. Sinbad, Ants, Shark Tale, Horse Movie. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, if you're listening and you want to uh, kind of share with us how you would rank these films, uh, feel free to uh, share that with us. We would like to know how you would rank these films as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I, You know what? A lot of... I look at the numbers of how many people listen to this show We have, I think, I'm pleased with the number. You know, it's usually we'll get, like, between 70 and 100 listens of a new episode uh, before the next episode comes out. That's pretty good. It's pretty good, given that we're two nobodies who, you know, who who wants to know what we have to say. Yeah. Um, Uh, but we don't get a lot of like engagement, like uh, we're starting to get a little bit more of people like reaching out, writing to us, uh, you know, writing to the socials and stuff. And I like, I, I love that. So if you're, if you have anything that you think we might be remotely interested in hearing or reading, send it our way. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, you know, leave and, and, and we'll, and we'll get more into it in the plugs, um, Maddie, since you don't have a running rank of all the DreamWorks films, why don't you give this grade, or give this movie a a a rating of your own choosing? You can devise your own system.
1: Okay, my own Um, system.
0: Whatever you want. If you want to give it a letter grade, if you want to give it a score out of ten, if you want to give it a a something different that you're going to invent, whatever you want.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to make something up. We're ranking it on a zero to Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again scale, because to me, those are as far opposite as you could possibly be.
0: (laughs) Wait, give us zero has to have another movie title. What's the the zero? What movie is at zero?
1: (laughs) Should I do something that's really going to anger both of you?
0: uh sure yeah well, prince how do you egypt? feel about the super mario brothers movie oh, you prince hate the egypt. prince of egypt
1: i can't okay. stand the prince of egypt so zero to wow zero being prince of egypt listen i don't get offended easily but as a child i took major offense to all the firstborns being killed due to the fact that i'm a firstborn and uh, my family's not religious, so I did not get the context of it, and I still hold that chip on my shoulder today. Sure. Uh, yeah. That's fair. So that's fair. Horribly offensive, kill the old cool daughter movie. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> not for me.
2: <laughs> Ch- okay.
1: Cher singing Abba. That's, that's fair. For me. So. <laughs> the I best a- movie ever made. <laughs> The greatest movie ever made. Mamma Mia, here we go again.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's something that I think we could all agree on in these divisive times.
0: And both, also a, a universal movie, by the way.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. Listen, don't get me on cool that circle. soapbox. Take it, take out Toon Lagoon and make it the Mamma Mia Island Calicari. That's what I want. But. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Quickly, in in less than five <laughs> minutes, if you're able to, please re-theme Dudley Do-Rite's Ripsaw Falls and Popeye and Bluto's Bilge Rat Barges into Mamma Mia rides. And go. Yeah, how would you do it?
1: Okay, um, Popeye and Bluto's is more story-based, I think, so it can follow the second movie storyline of finding your adventure and um, going from graduating from school in London to Paris and hooking up with a guy and then to a boat in Greece and hooking up with a guy and then to an island in Greece and hooking up with a guy. It's all very splashy and wet. I think you get what I'm saying here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. King Julian Um, approves. King Julian approved. I would not be <laughs> mad if he made, like, a cameo appearance as some little, like, statue in the corner or something.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then Ripsaw Falls, I think, needs to be a music-based ride. Um, in the second movie, the Super Trooper song is over seven minutes, so I think they could probably just, like, make animatronics of all the characters singing Tro- Super Trooper. And... Um, uh, at the, like the, the climax of the bridge before the final chorus, you are climbing up that, that drop, and then over the hub, and just super trooper chorus is blasting as you dive down into the depths of the uh, Grecian waters. And <laughs> the log can just um, have patches on it. I don't know. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> so what, 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 what would and, the rides be called? Yes oh yeah
1: um okay so Popeye and Blutos which is the one where you hook up uh it's Super Trooper Falls okay Mm, and mm. then uh Donna's Summer Adventure can be the uh, Popeye and Blutos
0: okay yeah I'm ready I'm ready to to go to the opening day of this land
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm very connected to Toon Lagoon, but I think it can go just for Mamma Mia.
0: <laughs> it's, I, it is it is Universal's number three franchise, only behind the Jurassic World and Fast and Furious. Yeah. I think Mamma Mia I, is the third obvious choice for a theme park attraction.
1: I think if Fast and Furious... Gets its own ride. Mamma Mia needs its own land. Okay. It's very culturally significant.
0: Uh, Yes. (laughs) Fair and balanced. (laughs) As all things should
1: be. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's... I am all here for equal representation, except for Mamma Mia should have more. It's a very (laughs) important franchise. So listeners, Um, like and comment if you agree. But I will also... (laughs) give you where i think madagascar sits on an actual dream work scale so i couldn't give you a one to ten i'm looking at the list right now of the ten that we've covered so far i would put madagascar somewhere in the middle because for me it goes shrek 2 shrek el dorado then madagascar so four yeah okay, okay. Yeah. yeah middle it's middle very good road but it's, it's good, I had a lot of fun. I like that I you know could watch it and pick up on new pop culture things as an adult, which I think is a nice staple of any kids animated film is when you rewatch it as an adult, you get more of the jokes. Uh, I like the characters, yeah. I like the setting. Again, the plot, while I have some criticisms on the plot, I'm not watching it for the plot. I'm watching it for lots of fun and bright flashy colors. And I really enjoyed it
0: yeah heck wow. yeah yeah, yeah. Good well up. on that note maddie if if people or if you want people to follow you or find you online where would they do that if, if you want them to
1: oh yeah you are definitely welcome to find me on the internet uh instagram and twitter at maddie g hammond m-a-d-d-i-e-g-h-a-m-m-o-n-d, M-A-D-D-I-E-G-H-A-M-M-O-N-D. I will probably put out some fun content this summer, but nothing that I would like to uh, to advertise just yet. So follow me. If anything, you'll get a lot of cool pictures from the Grand Canyon for the next couple months because that's where I am. And uh, yeah.
0: What about do you want to plug your your podcast? You have a podcast.
1: I do have a podcast. So I have a podcast called Camp Stories, which when I started was hard to explain, but now narrative podcasts that are presented like an audiobook are actually pretty popular. So I'm just going to say I was on top of that trend. Uh, season one is really good. Season two, I'll be honest, my <laughs> life fell off the rails halfway through recording it. So it's all written. I will put it out at some point. We can call it the lost season, but I do plan on having a, a new story up this summer at some point. So that's called Camp Stories. It's on uh, okay. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and yeah, if you like uh, summer adventures that are summer camp themed, it's not true stories, but it's still real drama. So go check it out. I'm Campbell. trying to
0: look at how where I was. Okay, so I did listen to all of season one. Yeah, as you and...
1: should. And then season two. It's good. Listen, last it's... summer was hard. <laughs> last summer was hard for a lot of us so any creative projects that got thrown off the rails, i feel like we get a pass but yeah there will be a season three yeah uh season one's all up now it's i think it's uh i think it's fun i know i made it so i'm a little biased but i think you will enjoy it if you
0: No, it is fun it is fun (laughs) yeah um it looks like i was on so season two only has three episodes up and i was I was up to date. I, it looks like I never finished uh, episode three, but I was, I thought I was like way behind and I'm not, I'm basically current on it. So yeah, it is a fun oh, show. Yeah. It's, um, it's like, yeah, it's like a, it's like reading from a, the diary of a person at summer camp. And uh, yeah, it is, it is very like teen drama in like a fun way. Such teen drama. It, it does a good job of like putting you back in that place, you know, like of all the like, you know, anxiety of, of teen romance and stuff. So it's, yeah, well done. It's a good thing.
1: Well, thanks, Kenneth. Good job.
0: You're welcome. I enjoyed it. Uh, John Lane. Yes. What do you, what do you got going on? Uh, well, we haven't been doing anything with uh, John scored circle because John's still in the process of moving to his new home. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw he posted today. That uh, he's all moved in today, as of recording at least. Yes, Woo-hoo! um, Good but for him. he still has the process of uh, changing everything over, getting internet, uh, getting everything moved in, uh, getting everything wrapped up at his old place at his apartment. So, oh, sure, sure, yeah. So, he's still got a lot to go through. So, I imagine it's going to be a little bit longer until we get back on John Squared Circle, but you know. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also here on Dream Jerks, and I'm also on Pangolin, and so are you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dang it. I just thought of something I wanted to say on one of those topics, but now it, it escaped me. I think I was probably just trying to think of, oh, in the Shark Tale episode, when Gary was trying to make a connection of how Madagascar is a Pride movie, and he said, there is a lion. I completely spaced on the fact that a group of lions is called a pride. Oh, you missed oh that. God. I completely blanked on that until I was listening back editing the show. And I thought he was referencing the fact that Orlando's uh, professional women's soccer team is called <laughs> the pride. Yes. Be- because they're a pack of lions. Because they're a pack of lions, which I com- again has been totally over my head this whole time (laughs) um i thought it was called pride just because like orlando is a very pride celebratory city um and so i kind of thought it was just that and i feel (laughs) humiliated and embarrassed at myself and uh i just wanted to be open and transparent about that uh (laughs) i appreciate your openness but since this episode is coming out on the last day of Pride Month, uh, yeah, it's uh, King Julian is our Pride representation for this, for this movie. Um,
1: oh, 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 oh. Yes. And I think the movie yes, has Maddie. a great takeaway. Great takeaway that could be read as Pride. If you feel like time is ticking and you're not living your truth, go out there and live your truth. Go a little wild.
0: Yes, thank you, Maddie. Yeah, yeah. Um, as for me, uh, yeah, I'm also in the band Pangolin. Um, again, just stay tuned for what we've got coming up because it's going to be very fun and exciting, and you won't want to miss it. Uh, especially if you are in Orlando or if you live near, and you will be able to travel to see what we will be cooking up. You will want to do that. Um, you can follow us everywhere at PangolinFL, everywhere online. Find us on Spotify. Give us a follow. Add all your our music to your playlists and stuff, and you'll have a fun time listening to us. Me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at King Kemen. You can follow this show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DreamJerksPod. Uh, write to us. Let us know what you've got going on. Uh, if you have ever eaten at Red Rooster, please tell us what your experience was like. We are dying to know. Um, uh, you can email stories of that nature or anything else at dreamjerkspodcast at gmail.com. And if you have an iPhone and you're listening to this, g- just head over to the Apple Podcasts app, find this show. If you're listening to this on Spotify, just your iPhone already has a podcast app on it. Go over there, find this show, and just leave us a five-star review and rating, and I will read them on the show. We still only have one ri- one actual written review. Thank you so much. The Bread Baby Bowl, the ba- Baby Moses Bread Bowl is still worth five stars. So, uh, yeah, that's all I've got for that uh smoke vanish and alpha zeta bones jones will see you at band practice maddie any parting words any last thoughts
1: uh hey go out there and have fun live your truth stay hydrated happy pride whether it's pride month or you're just celebrating lions i hope it's happy <laughs>
0: <laughs> celebrating lions you know what i thought about when i was watching this movie today um when Peacock launched the first thing I watched was uh, Father of the Pride which is a horrible animated series from Dreamworks Animation and it feels um almost like it it takes place in the same universe as this movie um in terms of the look of it it's a, it's a not a not a good looking show anyway <laughs> Damn uh john anything else are we done in order for the dream work we gotta go to sleep so good night bye guys i like to move it move it i like to move it move it i like to move it move it yeah i like to Move 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 it dream jerks podcast has no affiliation with dreamworks animation universal pictures or comcast nbc universal the views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not represent the companies or organizations they happen to work for. I love, I the Theme music so by Pango. And when you move your body, you're gonna know, move it nice and sweet and sassy. alright? Woman you cute, and you don't need no makeup. Original cute body makeup on mother, you cute, and you don't need no makeup. Original cute body makeup on mother, physically fit, physically fit, physically, physically, physically fit, who wants physically fit, physically fit.
2: Physically fit.